Welcome to the Inspire the Vibe podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Amber. We started this podcast because running a business can feel lonely at times, like you're on an island. And the truth is you're not. There are so many people out there experiencing the same peaks and valleys that you do. And every week, we'll be interviewing one of them, an inspiring, enduring, and driven business owner just like you. We're so glad you're here, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Today, we welcome Kelly Steinica. She is a marketing and business consultant who is an ardent champion and positive catalyst for creating a culture where teens do not just survive, they thrive. She has also partnered with Admanity, the first company to create an online brand assessment and predictive emotional algorithm to determine the best advertising strategy for any business in any niche. Kelly, it's great to have you join us today. Oh, it is so awesome to be here with you, lady. You have such a great vibe. We've been looking forward to this conversation. Me too. I wish we got along a little better. (laughs) Kelly, how did you first hear about Advanity? Did you know Brian before? Tell us about your journey getting involved with the company. Yeah, no. So I did not know Brian before. I actually, how it all panned out was thanks to 2020. (laughs) And I was laid off, you know, as most, I was a marketing executive here at a local firm and unfortunately got laid off in the end of April in 2020 and trying to get a marketing executive position at that time, impossible. I mean, even some of the interviews that I had, they kept putting it off, putting it off like, hey, we're, it's going to be after Labor Day, it's going to be after the holiday, it's going to be after the election. And I was like, oh my gosh, I never thought it would be this hard to find a job. And I know a lot of people went through that. And it was like, well, now what do I do? And I'd been coached by another corporate coach that I worked with previously. And she had always tried to push me to go into corporate coaching. She's like, you're just so great at it and you would do great. But it was this scare of going in business by yourself that was always kind of like, ooh, that just seems a little bit too scary for me. I like the comfort of knowing when I'm getting a paycheck (laughs) and that I've got the insurance that I need and all of those things. So I definitely started rethinking that and then rethinking what I wanted my career to look like. I, I was really tired of working with, you know, the same type of people in, in a, in an industry where some people morally and ethically just did not align with me. And I thought, God, I don't want this anymore. I really want to be around people that inspire me and and, and help expand me and grow and accept me for who I am. And I don't have to edit myself in a way to fit into a corporate boardroom. So Roy had reached out to me on LinkedIn, which I encourage everyone who ever says LinkedIn isn't a great place to, to find work. It's amazing. You just have to do some due diligence. He found me. We met for coffee. Um, and I was one of the most honest interviews I've ever had in the sense of, you know, Hey, here's the deal. I'm not in for any BS, you know? So if I understand you're a startup then I've worked with many startups, I've gone to some startups and everything that they told me once I got there and looked under the hood, it was like, "Mm, you were telling me the truth. And of course, when he showed me their product, I of course was interested And I took the assessment and I was freaking mind blown. I was like, where has this been all my life? I mean, the amount of hours this could have saved me in my career working with my teens and in other firms and vendors is just, I mean, I was blown away and just geeked out like nobody's business. And so I just said, you know, hey, let's 
let's do kind of a 30-day trial. Let me come in and, and really check under the hood and see what's going on here. And one that was for myself because I thought I'm not going to commit to anything until I really get in there. And they both, Brian and Roy, were so open to it. You know, please do. And they were so transparent. And of course, everything that they told me was 100% true. So, I mean, then I was hooked. And then it was like, God, and now I really just want to be, be here and help this move forward and be part of this journey to launch this, you know, amazing tool to other, you know, businesses and, and marketing uh, folks and entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, you know, you name it. And, and help them out in an affordable way. So that was the other part that really touched on me was that this is such an affordable product that has a lasting shelf life. It's not something that you have to renew, you know, every two years or something. You, you can use that 20 years from now because our, our human emotion isn't going to change. Mm-hmm. Let's expand on that a little bit. So with your career, all, was your career all in marketing? Prior, like the majority of your career up to marketing? Oh, yeah. Oh, so the majority. So you have substantial marketing experience. And then you come across what Admanity offers. Talk, help people understand what, why this is such a game changer. In your opinion, based upon your years and years of experience, why Admanity is such a game changer as compared to traditional, the way marketing and sort of speaking to our customers was always traditionally done. So my biggest thing, and that this is a comparison I think that most will be able to relate to, is I've worked in with some of the biggest PR firms, some of the most amazing agencies with some of the most amazing teams. And when you sit down to work out a, a marketing plan for, you know, a client, you know, in my case, a, a different vertical within private equity, uh, it takes hours and hours and hours of a team of people to come up with, you know, not just ideas, but understanding what is the brand. You know, you have to go through the huge questionnaire with people. Tell me about your business. Why are you doing your business? I mean, you guys know the drill with that. It takes so many hours to put it together. And and granted, teams can do this and they will create amazing campaigns, amazing brands, but it takes so much time. And in my mind, I thought, God, I've sat at tables with, you know, 10 people because it could be a CEO from the company that we're rebranding with someone from their team, then, you know, myself and my marketing team. And we'll sit down at multiple meetings and spend many hours going to the drawing board, coming up with concepts. And it'll be amazing when it's done. Don't get me wrong. But seeing the uh, humanity and how they go through the process, you know, you, you take a five-minute assessment and you get all these answers in literally five minutes. And I actually thought at first, this has to be too good to be true from what he's telling me. But when I opened up, particularly the brand attraction report, and really started digging in there, I thought, oh my God, this, it's not that it takes away from the creative of the group. So it's not something that replaces the need for a marketing team or an agency or any of those things. It simply speeds up the process because now I've got the answers. I mean, it shows me which colors apply to your brand. You know, which, what are your power words? You know, words and phrases and, and tactic strategies, win backs and gifts. I mean, it's everything. And in my mind, it was like, gosh, if I could have given this, you know, these couple sections even to my designers and said, 
here's what you need to know about this brand. Because that's the biggest struggle that I see for designers is a lot of people will say, you know, hey, I just want you to do, give me three examples of a logo by tomorrow morning and make it red, white, and blue. But if, if a designer had the brand attraction report to that brand, they would be able to go to it and be like, okay, well, red, white, and blue is the wrong colors. <laughs> and maybe this is the wrong word. But with confidence, be able to go the next day. Here's three of the red, white, and blue that you asked for. However, I would recommend going with this based on what is going to be right for your brand and will, will resemble the right thing to the market, to your desired client. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, to me, it's more about speeding up the process, not replacing anything and just having that confidence of knowing when I go and I read this, man, I know I nailed it. And I, people that I've had take it, some of this, one of the first things that they've said when they, when they go to their brand attraction report is they'll be like, I got my colors right. Like there is something that- said that. You yeah. did. But right? <laughs> you feel validated in yeah. some way and, and I'm same you know but again I just think it's a way to shorten the creative process but give them creative process more I guess in my mind fire because when you're confident about what you're building on you're more creative you know it's that whole support of of I know this is the right thing that I'm doing and so you tend to go a little bit farther, I think, when, you, when you've got that in your arsenal, as opposed to, you know, we think we nailed it <laughs> and we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. So I just, it's I just wanted, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to interject on what you're saying, because I think us sitting here being marketing professionals, we, we get the power of this. But one of the things that might be missing for a, a listener out there to are all they're owners, they're business owners, they're mm-hmm. leaders, they lead their business, they're driving the the growth of their business. And and yet, sometimes what they don't realize, what I didn't realize way back when before I got into marketing, I was doing events, is that it's not about your brand is not all it's not completely about you. It's about who you're trying to attract. That's, That's why right. I like the brand attraction report. It makes a lot of sense. So as a designer, you shouldn't be trying to make something really pretty and impress the person who hired you to do the work. You should more be, be focused on who you're going to attract mm-hmm. with that marketing piece that you're designing. Right. And are you attracting the right person? So when we found out we got our colors right, we were excited because we love those colors and they are reflective of of our style and our our energy and and all those things but but are they speaking to our ideal customer our ideal client and finding out that they were was very affirming you know but i don't think it always works out that way for people sometimes you know at my very first business that i ever started I use that color behind you because that's one of my favorite colors. It's kind of a teal. It's like a light teal. And I just love the color. But did, did that speak to my ideal customer, right. the person I was trying to attract? That's what's mo- most important. You know, so I feel like that is the thing that humanity does that maybe is the most powerful thing 
that people might not understand that they need. But when you read that brand brief and you read the brand attraction report, you immediately get, oh my gosh, if I knew this before, you didn't know that you needed to know it. (laughs) But you read it, you go, oh, now that I know this person, what can I do with this information? This is the, the sky's the limit. Right. Because I think so many marketing tools that are out there are exactly like what you were saying. They were about making your brand, about how you feel your brand is supposed to look. And this is a marketing tool that sees it on the flip side. It sees it from the perspective of your potential client and, and what compels them to purchase your, your thing. Because every, emo- every purchase that we ever make in life, is, it's an emotional thing. It, an emotion creates us to do it. It's never logic, you know, and that's why people who, you know, like do ads with way too much content bragging about how awesome they are. We don't care about that because I can't emotionally connect to that. And it's that emotion, obviously, that makes us purchase. And maybe afterwards we need logic in order to rationalize our behavior. But it is always the emotion. So I love that they they are the only ones that I've ever seen to this level. I mean, there's some you know, kind of, I'll say cheesy, like Facebook things, like what's your brand? What's your client need to have to emotionally purchase? And they're nowhere near this. Like it, it's kind of a joke actually, but the ones that I've seen, this is so in depth. And so from the approach of what emotion do I need to hit to get to compel my customer to buy my thing? And, you know, I mean, how powerful is that? And if you can have that out <laughs> to start with, why wouldn't you? I mean, it, it, to have that as the foundation of how you start your, your marketing strategy, I mean, I'm sure so many businesses and, and you two particularly being involved in marketing, like how, how awesome would that be? Like the, the amount of time that it would save. And again, going back to the confidence and just knowing, I know this is what my clients want to hear now. I know these are the words that I need to hear or that they need to hear in order to purchase. Yeah, um, it's, that's trial it's and wildly error. powerful and, and it's so cool, you know, and, you know, from a marketing person, I just, you know, completely nerded out <laughs> as I know that you guys did too. And, and I think for the small business owner to know that the reason this was all put together, you know, was another thing that touched me to go kind of back to the original is, you know, this was created based off of Brian Gregory, who actually created the algorithm. And it came truly from altruism, which is a component in an innovation brand, which we are. And he wanted to show all these businesses that he he ran a magazine and he would, people, of course, would come and run ads. And when their ads weren't producing any ROI, of course, they go to the magazine and say, you suck. Like, I don't want to put my ads here anymore. And he hated that because it's like, well, no, it's because your ad sucks. Like it has nothing to do with my magazine. Mm -hmm. So he started compiling, like, what can I do to help people to have their ads that actually work? And that's where it began. And then it morphed into where he originally wrote a book um, about why she don't eat complicated grass is the name of the book. And it was based on the emotions that compel people to buy and how brands all have to, you know, hit that emotion in their potential customer in order for them to purchase. 
Well, then he was like, well, I can't sell a book to everybody in the world. You know, like that's not a thing. So I think I'm going to try to do something online. You know, if I could do something digitally and take seven years uh, that it took him to build this algorithm, which is things, but you know. What was it? 74 attempts at the algorithm? What was the magic? Fails. 74 fails. 75 was the winner. That's Um, that's a lesson. That's a lesson for us all. Kristen and I, something doesn't work two or three times. (laughs) But he was so, you know, and then when you get to a point after maybe probably 20, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but there's that part of your, and I'm so competitive that it's like, I'm sure he got to a place where I can't quit now because I've got to find an answer. There is an answer and I know it's here. Yeah. So yes, algorithm number 75 was the winner (laughs) and finally did it. But again, coming from a place of true altruism to give back at a cost where small business entrepreneurs, you know, small businesses, you know, agencies who are just starting out could afford it because not everybody can afford to hire, you know, a marketing agency or even a consultant or a PR firm because they can be very, very expensive and they're they're wildly effective and they're great. I mean, I, I've worked with so many amazing ones, but not everybody can afford it. So I loved the approach of not only is it so different and it's actually hitting from the right way that we should we should look at our brand from the eyes of our potential customer because they're the ones that actually make our who make our brands. It's by their perception of mm-hmm. what we put out there. But it was also because he wanted to make it affordable to help more businesses. And I that just touched me because, you know, I morally and ethically, it goes back to the thing of when I came out of corporate America, I was like, I just want to work with people who who have the same desires to do in the world that I do and morally and ethically align. So I found with them. So that was, you know, definitely a, a, a win, win, win all the way around. I have to tell you that anecdotally, we so we experienced the power of what you have. I had written something. It was something, some piece of copy we needed. And one of the things that I realized, and so in the report, what you get are what you said, power words and power phrases. And what I realized, and so I wrote this piece of copy, it was for Inspired Vibe. And then what I did was I went to the power words and phrases part and I started substituting. So where I had written a word, I instead took one of the power word and power phrases out of out of our report. And we're an authority brand. And what I realized is it's not my and Kristen's nature to sort of speak in this authoritative way. We don't we sort of use, it's not, again, it's just not in our nature. It's not our fallback way of communicating, yet our consumer wants to know, our client wants to know that they can trust us. That's what helps us build, you know, authority with them. And so they have the confidence that we can do what we're, what we say we can do. And after I got done with that piece of copy, after putting the power words and phrases, I looked at it and to this day, this is my favorite piece of copy of any description part of our business. And then Kristen looked at it, Kristen finalized it. And both of us said, this is now the foundational piece of copy that we need to now either go back and make some changes or in the future sort of work off this type of language because we now saw it in effect. We, we, it was like, we got it right. But it wasn't our nature, even with as much as we know our customer, even though we're very confident, we're very sure of what we do. We're very, it just, it really took 
bringing this element into it where we really found we found that piece of copy that landed and it it did make us more confident made us much more confident and and you know it that is such a great example because you're right we we write from our perception of what we think a customer wants to hear and and that's a little bit different right because we do get in our heads about especially when it's our business and i'm saying whenever i had to write something up on myself like the, i I can write up about you all day long and, and do a great job, but ask me to turn it on to myself. And that's a totally different thing because it, it's hard, exactly like you said, to put certain words to describe myself because it feels uncomfortable because that's not really how I would ever talk about myself. But that's the way, exactly like you said, that you want your customers. That's what they want to hear about you, though. Mm -hmm. So super great example. It, yeah, it is. It's been super impactful in our business. So Kelly, you could be doing so many things and we understand the value that you see in Admanity, but why this, why now for you in your career? Why does this matter so much to you and where you're at? Wow. I guess, you know, it goes back to the, how the whole story kind of began in the sense of, I did always have, you know, ideas of leaving corporate America and working for myself. But it was it was scary. And it was just kind of like, why would I want to leave where I where it's where it's comfortable? You know, and that's kind of how we all get. And I will say this has been the thing of 2020 that I will take away as a positive because it reframed my thinking in the sense of, you know what, I want to take control of my my future career wise, because, you know, unfortunately, in corporate America, the first first department usually to go department head is marketing. Because they think that's the smartest way to cut their budget, which it's not, by the way, people. But it's a fact. Thank you, Kelly. As we're going into more uncertain financial times, thank you yeah. for the plug. But it should be the place that you put your money in at the time. I mean, it just really is. But I, I feel, you know, one, it's helping other businesses. I love working with other, you know, business owners, people who are now becoming entrepreneurs, because I think a lot of people became entrepreneurs following 2020 for a very similar reason and wanted to take control of their own, you know, financial future and not have to count on, you know, the nine to five corporate America anymore. And I, I just think for me, it really goes back to my core of I, I love helping people and helping them, you know, create something or achieve something that they maybe didn't even believe that they could do. Working with, you know, Brian Roy and Chris, who are the other three partners in, in the firm, have been amazing. We're, we all come from such different, different areas in marketing and advertising and technology and have such different personalities, which is awesome because we're not alike, which works so great in a group. You, know, you don't want to be surrounded by people who have the exact same mind frame because you're not going to, you know, grow, expand or, you know, do anything better for your business. I've enjoyed being to be authentically myself in what I do. I love the people that I've been, you know, introduced to that I get to work with. It just honestly feels so much more empowering and, 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 and personally more my life purpose, because I do believe that my purpose is to, you know, to teach and to help. I, I find the most amount of joy in that and a question I've been asked before, too, is like, if, if money were no objects, like, what would you do? And um, I, I would work in the nonprofit sector, bar none. I mean, I, I would still work, 
but I would want to work and do something that is so meaningful to help community and, and those maybe that don't have access to certain things that, you know, bigger, brighter brands do have. Uh, so it was probably a very long answer, but I guess you get the gist. <laughs> I love your answers. There's always so much depth. You're never going to give us just a surface answer. We knew that. And that's honestly why we invited you on to the podcast, because I think that if you're listening to this podcast, that you're looking for relatability. It's a lot of what you're saying. Business owners are out there making decisions and <clears throat> maybe they don't have a business partner. Maybe they're not really sure what they're doing and they're just kind of winging it, mm -hmm. uh, but they come across challenges and to know that someone else has already been through that challenge and made it through to the other side uh, is, is really encouraging as I know, you know. And so that's actually what I was going to ask you. I'm curious for you guys, for you and your partners in this business. What has been the biggest challenge for you guys so far? And, and I just want to stop for a second and say, you've already made a huge impact on your existing customers' businesses. You have the sky is the limit as to how many businesses you can impact in the world with this. We believe in it wholeheartedly, but no nothing good ever comes easy, right? So what was the hardest thing that you, you know, you've encountered so far and how did you overcome it? Great question. And, and I think most people who either are, you know, starting their own business or have been startup will absolutely be able to relate to this. But for me, it's definitely been, you know, you you're not just in one lane when you start a business or you're, you come on as a partner, you know, just because my expertise is is maybe in, in business, you know, in executive marketing. That doesn't mean that's all I do. And that actually is probably one of the least things that I do because you get sucked into so many other, you know, directions. Things have to be done. Hey, we need to get this tool. We need to offer something else. So we need a new tool to offer this thing. So learn this platform. And hey, by the way, we need you to, you know, the automation, we need to start automating more. So I'm so in the day-to-day the -day operations in doing, you know, customer service. I mean, it's all over the place. Some of back end and, and learning new things, which I which I love, which is why I do love the startup environment because there's never a dull moment. But it it's hard to take that time where you you're like, okay, we've we've pivoted, 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 and we've added, added, added. And now it's like kind of take a look back and go, what do we need to do to to now start to scale and look at everything holistically and kind of go, Okay, we we need a we need a we need to do something here because we've just been staying you know up with the speed. And again, this is a, such a common thing with with startups. And then you look back at everything together and go, "Wow, we we need to revisit all this and and, and figure out because it 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 makes sense to us because we did it as we went along, but to someone from the outside, it doesn't really make sense. Like we need to really take a, a, a new approach to this and a new look." And, and give it a new look. And quite honestly, and, and for your listeners, I 100% was not paid to say this in any way, but my solution of how this is going to be fixed was by hiring IV. <laughs> you guys, you know, Inspired Vibe. That's everything to me because I, I can't execute these things on my own. It's just way too much. I mean, I, I even sit now and look with your team. You know, there's there's five of you that I've been interacting with and, you know, we're getting things done. I'm one person. And it's like, it would never have happened. 
but I also love that it's it's helped re-inspire my creativity from the marketing side, you know, talking with you guys about things and, and walking through things. And I also think it's important too for people, you know, because they say, oh, you're you're in marketing. How could you need marketing assistance? Well, that to me is like saying, you know, just because <laughs> you're a doctor doesn't mean you'd never need a doctor. You know, everybody needs everybody needs the help, you know, at, at a certain time. And I, I think it's it's silly to think that you you wouldn't. Uh, and I, I almost think that when you are in marketing on your own, you sometimes not sometimes I would think all the time you need an outside perspective to give you a fresh look because we get too involved in our own our our own business and really into the weeds and and we see it a different way and it really does help re-inspire and and I'll say recalibrate the business to go okay now we've got that we we need to get this foundation set so now we can scale and I I think this was probably honestly the best decision that we've made thus far because it was going to be let's hire a couple of you know marketing coordinators or a marketing manager, you know, someone with a little bit more experience that could actually really be hands-on as a vendor. And I just ended up thinking, you know what? I, I, I don't think a vendor is the way to go. I think we need to be partnered with a, an agency that is going to be invested in us the same way we're invested in them and have it be an extension of a partnership with us, which is exactly, you know, why we did hire you guys and why I'm so, so excited about it and I'm so thrilled with what we've done thus far because you are an extension of, of us. And, and, it, it, and it feels that way. Like you guys, I know, care about our business as much as we do. And that's, that means everything to me. And I've always had that approach with any vendor over my career and have always said, you know, hey, I'm not just paying you monthly. I'm, I want you to be a business partner. And I think that's always a great approach when you're hiring someone outside and, and to really look for that. Don't, don't care about their portfolios and resumes. Those, those do matter. But what really matters is knowing that they're, they're invested and that they, they care about your, your business and, and your success because that's your success. Well, shoot, I did not tee that up in the way that it sounds like I did. I did, I swear on my life, I did not. I swear on my chihuahuas. I well, that's why know, I prefaced it that you. way. Yeah, thank you so much for saying that. And we absolutely love working with you guys. We got to break bread with you. That was amazing. Great idea on Roy's part. It, you know, just deep relationships is is definitely what we're all about. We know you guys are about that as well. And you're exactly right about just being a business owner myself. I was a solo business owner. I felt like I wanted to quit just about every other month. And I'm like, why am I doing this? And that feeling of being alone is something we don't want any other business owner to have. So that's why we do what we do. We want to be an integrated marketing team. It's just so similar to your guys' story. And that's why we love you guys so much. But um. You're so good at answering our questions and we knew that you would be. We knew that you would expand on everything in so many wonderful ways. So Amber, was there anything else that we wanted to, to I think ask just, Kelly? I think just one. You you're a deep well, Kelly. There's so much, there's so 
so much to you. What are you most passionate about? Who or what inspires you? And even like take this out of just humanity for a second, just you in this life, your purpose, what fuels you? Okay, back this. There's a lot, little to unload there. My my passion is really helping others. And and it honestly, when I I'm starting a mentor program this evening, as a matter of fact, and have a retreat all weekend at New Pathways for Youth. And and I explain why I do a lot of my nonprofit work or even the work that I do. I'm like, I, I feel selfish to me because it brings me so much joy just to make a difference in someone's life and truly how easy it is for us to do that. You know, it's a little bit of our time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what inspires me and I know where it came from is I am so blessed with an amazing family and a good group of friends. And my parents brought us up in a way of showing to give back and help others. You know, the world isn't about us as individuals. It's about what you bring to the table. And I also think that with being inspired by my my family, my parents always told me growing up that you know, if you're not sure where you are in life or <laughs> how you're being perceived in the world is look at the people closest to you. And that's your, the mirror of what you look like to the world. And for me, when I do that, I'm like, God, it almost makes me teary-eyed. It, it makes me go, God, I've, I've clearly done something right because I, I have the most amazing people around me. And, and they're very diverse in the sense of, None of them who are close to me will ever tell me what I want to hear just because they're hard, but they're also the most loving, giving, supportive people that I could have. And and I so honor those relationships. You know, even my brother is someone when it comes to business that, you know, when I've made big business decisions, when I decided to move across the country in a matter of three weeks to start another position, (laughs) He's the first person that I call to be like, hey, I just want to run this past you. And, um, you know, so it's nice to have the the well around me and, and the amazing people that inspire me within my family and friends. But I also think that, you know, everybody that we're around, if we really pay attention and are present in what we do, everyone can inspire you because everybody's got something you know, that's different than you and something to give. It's just a matter of, you know, how present are you and what are you really paying attention to? Oh, wow. That was really cool. I agree with you about, you know, the people you surround yourself with and must be doing something right. And that's actually, that's, that's very heartwarming to hear. And I'm sure hopefully your friends and family will be listening to this and Oh, they will. You don't have to give me anything for the holidays. You need to listen to this podcast. (laughs) I will test all of you. I love it. I love it. Well, this is exactly why we wanted to have you on the podcast, because we feel like you are very inspiring and you definitely are a light and you definitely come across right away as someone who just wants to help, you know, and do things for others. And you do have such meaning and purpose behind everything. Every conversation that we've had with you, you're ve- you are very focused. You're very serious about getting things done. You're you want to make progress. You don't hold back if you have a critique or a criticism. It's productive. You're all about moving forward and being productive. 
Um, but, but behind it all is the purpose and the mission and you will get there. Like that is, that's what comes out of you. Is it Kelly, Kelly's going to get there, you know? So if you're coming and you're on board, let's do this and locking arms and the whole thing. So that's why we love you so much. And we love working with you. And thank you for coming on our podcast and the huge compliment that you gave us. I'll probably listen to that a few times. That was really cool. But I know you mean it. You know, you're so genuine. Yes. And I, I was so. never ever to. And then just just honestly reiterate, there was no pretense for me to say any of that. <laughs> and I never say anything if I don't believe it, which is another reason why I got out of corporate America. <laughs> well, the other lesson in it is that if there is something that is challenging you in your business right now, there is an answer out there. There is an answer. You can get past it no matter what it is. And it might be the answer that you didn't expect. And it and it sounds like in your case, it's the answer that a lot of people wouldn't have advised you to do. Hey, go go hire a marketing team, Miss. Right. I have tons of experience in marketing. Right. Um, <laughs> but we're honored that you that you did hire us and and we love the rest of your team as well. Maybe we'll have them on too. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just first and I'm going to brag about that to them always. <laughs> <laughs> Rub it in their face a little bit. Yeah. Well, thank you again. And we just appreciate you coming on and we hope everybody enjoyed this. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Kelly. Did you enjoy that conversation as much as we did? If you did, make sure you hit the plus sign or follow button so you don't miss our next episode. Today is the best day to go out there and grow your business. So go kill it. And we'll see you next time.